0: Hello and welcome to the Game Dev London podcast. My name is Adam. I'll be your host today. You can refer to me as he, him. And with me today is... Thanks, Adam.
1: I'm uh, Christian. I'm the CEO of AudioMob. You can refer to me as uh, he, him.
0: Thank you for coming to speaking to me today, Christian. Uh, today we're going to be talking about... Uh, well, we're we'll to talking about Christian. We're going to be talking about advertising, advertising in games, off games, and all around the, uh, how, the two, how the twain shall meet. Uh, So to start off with, uh, hello Christian. Uh, Thank you for joining me today. Uh, Looking forward to having a chat. Um, But let's start with how did you get here? Uh, Tell us about your past sort of through games, advertising, uh, and what brought you to to, to my, well, I wouldn't say doorstep, but to my uh, my Zoom step uh, today. Well, no, thank you for having me. And um, I'll I'll give you the shortened version of the, the
1: answer. So, my background's uh, been in mostly technology and advertising, so I was an account strategist at Google. I crossed over to Facebook to become a science partner, so it's all to do with increasing ROI and in ads, how to scientifically measure the uh, effectiveness of ads. Um, but outside of work, I've always been a massive gamer. Uh, love you know my PS3, now PS4, uh, but I decided to do something a little bit more constructive, so I started making my own mobile games because I love gaming. And um, since I was a kid, I've always produced my own hip hop and jazz music. Oh, so Madlib, cool. J Dilla, like, I try and, and I emulate and produce that kind of stuff. And um, while I was you know, becoming an advertising expert, I've always developed uh, my own games and my own, uh, my own music. And I started experimenting with streaming music into <laughs> games and it got me really interested in you know, what audio applications could be applied to the mobile gaming sector. <laughs> Um, so as I skilled up as an advertiser, you know, eventually went this gap that is audio ads in gaming. Um, and I decided to, uh, leave at the time Facebook with my co-founder I met at Google. We decided to leave and, and, um, and, and raise money based on the concept of non-intrusive audio advertising in games. And, uh, I, I, still try and find the time, you know, every now and then to, to get back to some of the gaming projects that I'm working on. So, uh, that, that, that's like a summary of how I got into the, uh, into, this, into the space
0: excellent i mean so we, we hear from a lot of people that uh it's a game the game really that interesting mix of being something that you can do as a side to what you normally do you know the rest of what you do um yeah. and still you know make obviously we've seen people make huge successes from that which i don't think you get in there are a huge number of industries where you can do that where you can just you know make it on the side and that kind of thing so it's interesting to see, to see the crossover but obviously interesting as well that you found your route into sort of the games industry as it were but through your skill set that you had obviously coming from you know google or facebook uh, it's hard to hard to think of bigger companies that you could have worked for in this kind of field and then coming into it uh, through that way um so the, fir- the first thing i want to ask is um just to give sort of background did you ever try and branch out directly into games is that something that you ever wanted to try and do
1: yeah, I think I tried everything under the sun. So um, when I taught myself to develop games, um, I already knew how to develop music um, and developing, a, surprisingly, developing a, like an instrumental music track. Uh, you can use a lot of those skills to develop game sound mm-hmm. effects, like you know footsteps, gunshots, and things like that. So uh, I pretty much learned how to develop a whole cool game uh, by myself, sort of sound effects, the graphics, animation, uh, everything, because um, I wanted to remain lean, right? Uh, so. Um, I did that. Um, the old gaming studio actually is called uh, Trick Jazz Studios. It's a play off my uh, my music producer name, and um, <laughs> uh, it oriented around uh, chilled out uh, kind of hyper casual games that would play relaxing music. So it was, it was a bit of a weird mix. Um, I also tried to uh, get some of these games. Um, at the time uh, I was at Google, I was trying to get some of these games into uh, some Google products. Actually, so I was in conversations with various teams to try and get. Um, at the time, I was trying to get one of the games into a, a a chat product. I know it's very popular now, but this was back in 2016 when <laughs> big tech companies were just experimenting with this. So uh, I tried that. I was uh, you know investing my money in marketing, trying to figure out things with UA um i wasn't as knowledgeable on the relationship between developers and publishers back then but i did you know attempt to uh, to go down that route so yeah i did i did try everything under the sun to try and go directly into the games and that mm-hmm. was like within big tech and outside of it on my own as well
0: that's awesome before I, I i want to jump into the advertising but i do want to ask do you have a favorite implementation of audio in games like a music-based game or anything like that <laughs> without without being
1: uh uh too too biased uh, with my own company um one of the one of my favorite implementations that i've seen it's it's experimental it's not it's not yet uh not yet released uh but it's basically um of of an audio ad within um within a like a gaming shop and basically the, the i can't i can't reveal too much about the game but you are managing a shop, you, it's like a gaming simulation, right? So mm-hmm. you've got to you know, upgrade the shop and things like that. And uh, one of the audio implementations is, is like a, it's like an ambient audio ad where the banner ad appears in the frame of, of the shop wall. And then there is a, a companion radio that's playing music. And then the music switches to the audio ad. So it seems mm. like a really native and non intrusive experience. I'd say that is my favorite... Um, audio ad oriented uh, uh, implementation i've seen um yeah yeah that, that, i think
0: that's definitely one of the top ones that's sweet i mean that links i mean as sounds awesome and i want to play that game so i'll, I'll keep an ear up when i see that game announced <laughs> um, but actually that links into the question i want to ask which is um obviously going into your field so you've got this, this gaming side which is, is um probably i mean well what you know potentially unique in, in your sort of field but certainly it has a massive advantage in going into the, the combination of audio, uh, audio games, advertising, you know, and also the uh, the numerical, the statistical side that's going to be, you know, that means you can get the results out of it. How mm-hmm. do you see, um, based on sort of the, the, what you're doing is sort of really at the forefront of this kind of research from your Google and Facebook days, how do you see advertising, especially in, you know, the gaming system, that kind of thing, changing in the future? I mean, more generally, but also in games. And then based on top of that, where do you think adverts are going to become most effective especially in sort of new media
1: so i'd say advertising is definitely going down the uh, the non-intrusive routes um whether it's just generally non-intrusive or, or native so what we what, what i've seen especially in the uh, venture capital space as well is that every investment in ad tech that i've seen it's pretty much non-intrusive if it's not an algorithm to you know uh, improve what you're currently doing mm-hmm. all the new stuff is non-intrusive so um, there's obviously us being in the, the audio space, there's uh, the likes of, let's say, you know, frame admix, and all those guys that are doing, um, uh, kind of native like in-game banners. Mm. Uh, so, so it's a lot of this kind of stuff that I'm, uh, that, that I'm seeing and also, uh, non, uh, well, contextual, uh, contextual targeting as well, because users are afraid of, um, obviously sharing too much data. Mm. So there's, there's contextual targeting, um, innovations happening as well. And um, in general, where I see the advertising industry moving is, you know, users aren't, I mean, we're already kind of seeing, um, uh, I, I guess we're at the pinnacle in terms of how many ads the users willing to accept that will intrude on their like, current experience. So mm-hmm. I see all of advertising moving towards uh, a non-intrusive uh, kind of implementation. And I definitely see that um, affecting um how games are made as well because uh, mm-hmm. i don't think it's going to be you know an afterthought i think it's actually going to be directly involved within the um within the game design process
0: so speaking on that actually especially when we're talking about uh the big thing with intrusive adverts at the minute is that they they are very very much a halt stop it's like wait 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 stop having fun check out this ad and I'll come yeah. back. What do you think? What do you see at the minute? Obviously, especially if you're seeing this sort of being, uh, what's the next wave of what's coming? What do you see the major thing that companies get wrong at the minute around advertising?
1: Um, I, I'd say the main thing is that, and, and sorry, just, just to clarify, by, by companies talking about the advertisers, right, or the studios making this.
0: You know, either or. I mean, it's interesting to, or, to okay. hear both sides. So... I'd say studios
1: making the games, um, I, I, I understand, right? You know, your game's kind of your baby and you don't want to uh, uh, break what is normal, but uh, what is eventually going to happen is they're going to start seeing a, you know, it's going to even be a, a dramatic decline in the amount of banner ads or the amount of fraud video or the drop in CPMs, because what you are going to start seeing. And this, this has already been seen in uh, some countries like India, for instance, where, you know, they're implementing um, raw audio ads from interstitials and, you know, the, rewards aren't getting clicked because users just don't want to watch the videos like they're mm-hmm. the conversion yeah. rates so well, I, I think um it's not so much uh what the companies are or the studios are getting wrong because video is a brewing way of, of uh, producing revenue but I, I definitely think there is uh, less of an appetite to innovate in general mm-hmm. um uh, than other industries so i think okay. just being constantly on top of you know what is going to actually improve user experience as well as increase revenues, and to actually test out new things? I think that's what gaming companies need to do. Uh, need to do more of because what we're noticing is, like, uh, for instance, I can't mention it now. We'll do a PR release on it uh, later on. <laughs> but we've signed a very, very big publisher, and we're noticing the big publishers are moving much faster than the uh, the the medium and smaller studios. Mm-hmm. So that, that's 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 something that um that I want to point out on the advertiser side of um side of things. It's um. <clears throat> they they all think about, you know, what is my click through rate? Is my video getting watched? Am I getting the amount of downloads? And that all orients around a, a, a small percentage of, uh, of of the market, right? Because, you know, with uh, rewarded video, you know, click throughs are like, what? Four to five percent. Sorry, not rewarded video, sorry, click throughs on um, automatically triggered video. Rewarded video yeah. is uh, mm-hmm. higher in terms of rates. And um what I think advertising companies need to start thinking about is what are the, and this is something I uh, i researched so at Facebook and are researching in context of what I'm doing now, is on the concept of positive and negative priors. So the idea is that if you're going to get really annoyed because you're being blocked watching an ad, mm-hmm. that's called a negative prior, a negative experience soon before you're about to view an ad. And that will actually make you less um, likely to consume it. Yeah, but if you sense. have a positive prior, i.e., mm-hmm oh, there's an ad, it's not blocking what I'm doing because it's in the game or it's audio and I can keep doing my primary objective, then there is evidence now to suggest that if you're not being blocked, you're more likely to consume the ad. And advertisers in general are only starting to really think about this, but not a lot of them. So I'd say on the advertising side, that's the main um, thing that they're missing out on, like really thinking about the user experience when when their ad is actually being
0: shown. Mm. Especially on that sort of positive and negative, I mean, that, that that reflects my experience from. I'm not a heavy mobile gamer, but certainly from, you know, doing bits and pieces in terms of games where I can remember, you know, 10, well, I'd say 10 years ago, Jesus, <laughs> five years ago, uh, uh, four or five years ago when I was playing games and that kind of thing, where you'd see a short clip or something and, and it would be like, oh, that game looks interesting, which is a positive reaction. If it's then like, do you want to check it out? You might be like, oh, yeah, okay, I'll check that out. Now, mm even if a game is interesting and so bombarded by those kind of, no, 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 stop what you're doing. And especially, and and I have a personal punchline against the, the quick click and drag this thing, do this action. And obviously we've seen all the stuff in the news recently around uh games which advertise themselves not as the not as the game itself but as something that they think people will interact with and then the actual game is something completely different which is uh, as, as a game developer and designer i know i can i know how that's got there in terms of it, it is that it's that how do we encourage people to click and how to encourage people to do that but obviously when you start selling things that aren't even the thing that you're selling we're hitting into a whole other area of advertising and yeah. thinking about especially when mobile games so it is actually interesting to hear you talk about the the innovation side of things especially when we think about how mobile games first started as you know any other game pc game whatever just moved on or console game moved on to phones and we had the the original like joystick implementations and they were like people were like this is okay. And it was only when people start to think, actually, how can we use the medium directly and do something more interesting things like, uh, drag controls, all this kind of thing coming in, that it actually starts to really accelerate and actually thinking about how an audio advert, something that links in directly with your things that are non-intrusive that link directly into your experience can actually Mm. start to turn, turn that sort of thing around and make it something that is a value add, something that adds to your experience as opposed to something that's really, you know, halting or separate to your experience and becomes a negative um speaking speaking on which uh what have you found so obviously you know what what constitutes an advert is changing currently but up up to this point and sort of go and also talking about going forward as well just reflecting on what do you think makes a good advert for a game is it the content is it the how it's is it the production um what, what is it that makes a good advert
1: It's an advert that is designed specifically for the medium and for the type of user. So uh, I'll mm-hmm. give you an example. Um when TV, the TV ads, right, it used to be a minute, minute and a half long, uh, and then they moved to YouTube and advertisers started plumbing in those videos into YouTube and they weren't getting conversion rates. And now you've got YouTube ads that are like bumper ads, right? Like six mm-hmm. to ten seconds or something. So um designing an ad that is designed specifically Medium, it is always less is more, right? So it is getting like a user doesn't need to be convinced that your brand is going to uh, be of value to them over like thirty seconds. They are going to decide this in five seconds, right? Mm-hmm. So and this is this is why um, video ads, for instance, getting your brand in there with the first five seconds is key uh, because that's when the skip button comes in and the user wants a skip button because you know you don't want to annoy them and have your brand at the forefront of their mind. Uh, and you know, users' um, attention spans are like it's less than the goldfish, <laughs> quite quite literally. Uh, so, ads that are very very succinct and can basically uh, describe their value in five seconds—that um, that is absolutely key. And obviously, there being a, a call to action as well, because uh, you know, through, through the research that we found, mm. is like um, a user can enjoy the ad and listen through it, but if there's a call to action, then you know, users are more likely to. Through once they um, once they actually listen through the ad, so yeah, I'd say having a really short and succinct message, um, and, and having a having a call to action. Uh, when it comes to uh, bigger uh, like gaming placements, um, having a an ad that is designed specifically for that placement, but like let's say if it's a like a golfing game or something as well, like uh, that, that references that the user is playing the golfing game, uh, like for instance, um, let's say someone is golfing. Uh, or the, uh, the player's avatar is, is golfing and they're about to uh, take a swing. And it could say, um, for instance, um, you know, player one is about to take a swing sponsored by Under Armour. But like something like that, just to give the uh, a more native feel in the context of audio, that, that is also something that we encourage as well. But again, that's only suitable for, uh, you know, more, more scale games.
0: It's interesting, you just, just when you did that, you actually reminded me of uh, in my head I was thinking about obviously this is very innovative and, and moving into this kind of the audio space, but actually, when you did that, it reminded me of and this is a strange detour. On uh, so I'm a, I'm a, I'm a football fan, uh, I so I support uh Birmingham City, I'm gonna get lots of hate for that, and so it's fine, I'll ignore that. <laughs> um, but I can think of going to, to football matches and stuff, and uh, when things would happen in, in the thing that it would be. Uh, substitution for this city, you know, this person going off, this person's gone, sponsored by PowerGen, for example. And you'd be like, oh, okay. You're like, it would seem so out of place in so much as like, you'd just be like, oh, okay. Like, all right. But then you'd carry on. But obviously the advert's been heard. I'd, I've got a negative thing. But I can remember, for example, the fact that I can recall one of the advertisers right here. It shows that it's got that uh, uptake value. People do remember that and that kind of thing. And obviously that's part of it. It's just, people, it's just general awareness of people being aware of brands and being aware of... Uh, the advert and where they and how they got to it and connected to it, that ultimately is going to turn into a conversion somewhere down the line. And that's what people are looking for. So it's interesting to think about where, uh, those audio adverts have been in the past and obviously going all the way back to, you know, radio, obviously that's where this, the, 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 initial, the original, uh, audio adverts would have been on there. So it's coming full circle, yeah. which is quite nice. Um, so moving on to more things, sort of in this area, uh, when you've got, uh, Especially to, especially referring to small studios, obviously we we're talking about, you know, big big advertising and that kind of thing. When you're a small studio and you're sort of coming into this space, what is it important to keep in mind when advertising games? Like so you could be going down you could go down the route of just of trying to compete with the top and go for something fancy. There's obviously the the focusing on uh, click through, but that might to steer you away from what your game is at its heart and something that you think people are going to click. What is what are the important factors to be keeping in mind?
1: so like for the context of audio and but this is actually good for general studios to know is that there's pretty much being a there's like a paradigm shift happening in the advertising world where all of them know that gaming is like the biggest thing ever and everyone plays games mm. and they are relying on ad, um, advertising networks and innovative companies like audio and Frameplay and all those other guys to help the advertisers figure out how to categorize their games and then and then um, structure, like you know, what what data is gonna is gonna be important. And this is from a, a standpoint of being a GDPR compliant as well, because again, like as I was saying, it's really important that small studios are up to date with what is uh, what is going on with these new innovations, because you know, IDFA is around the corner, and that is going to dramatically mess up CPMS, which means contextual targeting, i.e. Yeah, making sure you're passing about the age and agenda and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. is going to be paramount to making sure that your fun game can actually make some money so right. um one of uh, there's so many things like that, that i can mention but one of the most important things is using a uh, a cmp so if you if you use a cmp uh basically your data can get passed back to the advertiser in a way that is what what is called you know, addressable, compliant, mm-hmm. which means that you will get higher CPMs for this data. Pretty much every major advertiser is uh, is, is, is is looking for uh, game gaming studios to use CMPs, and it makes it easier for the ad tech partners to obviously you know pitch your, your inventory.
0: Um, so what another, is a, sorry, just on that. So what is a used for for the listeners just up there? What is a CMP? So uh, it would be a
1: a content uh, mani- a management uh, provider. Okay. So, uh, so it's just, it's just, um, it's uh, like, like one trust, for instance, um, they, they, they provide a, a great C CMP it is a way, it's a way to basically make sure that your, uh, your data is being passed back using a, a, a compliant framework, right? right. So, okay, yeah. um, yeah, so all the relevant signals can be passed back. Um, it's something that is, yeah, again, really, really, really important. Um, if you want to, uh, get, get the max, um, CPMs mm-hmm. and it used to be only, um, um, it used to be a, it used to be only, uh, like large studios that, um, uh, that, 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 use this. Mm-hmm. Um, but now every single uh, studio uh, needs to use it. So, um, yeah. so yeah, that, that, so I think I might've said a uh, content, a uh, consent or <laughs> other management. Right. Uh, okay. It.
0: Okay. Okay. So you're
1: managing the user's consent, not content. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, yeah. Of the utmost, most important
0: yeah definitely and i think uh, and i think that if anything that reflects one of the biggest changes that have been especially over the four years the move from the only people who really were in this kind of really hardcore into the advertising space were the 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 big players you know your, your massive mobile studio and stuff but actually now it's vital for any any studio that wants to be financially successful in making a mobile game and outside of the subscription platforms all that kind of thing really needs to to brush up on their sort of their advertising platforms and their Uh, and the rules and how the rules keep the rules are changing to make sure that it's fairer for consumers and all this kind of thing and make sure that they're on the ball with this kind of thing. Because if you, if you do miss something, so for example, we had we had an old game, um, not with website or anything, just, it it just existed in the space, um, that we got an email that said it got taken down off the store because our privacy policy wasn't up to date. Um, Mm -hmm which for us, it, it, it's not a game that we were making money from, but obviously it being out there was just a, of benefit. So we had to go back and go, oh, right, we need to put stuff in place, that kind of thing. And if you're about to release something and you don't pay attention to things that are changing, rules that are changing, uh, using uh, how consent is important, becoming more and more important, especially under the current regulations, um, you could be left behind. Um, and that, especially for the current games, you know, being left behind mm. for a few days could be uh, hugely damaging to sort of your turnaround. Yeah, um, yeah. So you've obviously got, so you sort of had, you've got this sort of this, the game side of things everything you've been doing with advertising and with audio mob, particularly more, you know, that's, that's your day to day. How has, um, your time working advertising, particularly with audio mob and sort of being on that line between advertising and gaming, how has that changed your personal approach to the kind of games that you would choose to make if you, if you had the time, of course.
1: Yeah. So no, really, really great question. And, um, I guess the i the, the idea, and uh, this is kind of the ethos around uh, even you know the uh, the the game jam that we're currently running right now. Is mm-hmm. I want to concentrate on making uh, like when I when I personally make games, I want to concentrate on making a game that is fun, but um, it, it's a game that is uh, kind of capable of you know making money as well. So mm. I definitely. It's it's not so much influencing the types of games that I make, but I I treat the monetization aspect of the game as uh, as uh, well in an equally higher stature as to the actual game design of the game as well. So you know if I'm going to design let's say a simulation game, right, where uh, you know you're managing the shop and you know there's all the stuff on the shop, Uh, yeah, I'm sure as hell going to make sure that you know I have uh a an area in that shop that can um that can have a a, like a, a radio for an audio ad or a, or a picture spot for a banner or something mm. so um yeah i'd say i'd say that that that's uh it, it influences the game design more than uh more than anything else mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah that's fair i think it's uh, I'm <laughs> not well i am currently working on sort of a small more mobile game in my spare time and certainly a big part of it oh. is thinking about how the, obviously the mobile platform has changed so much since the last time I was making mobile games probably about two, three years ago. How I build the game now is reflective around so many different things that change. You know, there is a uh, an expected way to do, well, semi-expected way to do UI UX. You know, people are expecting it to be, being able to click through the different areas. And there's the shop and there's the content. And there's this and there's that and that kind of thing, which if you, you know, you can always, obviously you can build whatever you want, but if you build something that is completely outside of what people expect or, you know, it's, just, it's based off of, UX from games from five years ago, then you are going to hit, you know, you're going to grate on people and actually staying up to date with uh, design considerations, like how am I going to integrate ads? How am I going to build up a store that people are interested in? How do I design the UI and the, the UX and the user experience around something that's going to resonate with players is really important. Particularly interesting using the word resonate there. Tell me a little bit more about the, uh, Re- the Audio Mob Resonate Game Jam that you're currently running and how can people get involved?
1: Yeah. So um, the game uh, Game Jam competition uh, top prize is a thousand dollars to first place, and uh, two hundred dollars to second place. Third place, hundred dollars. So we want to give good cash prizes and publish intros to the uh, to the winning games. The idea is that. Uh, well, the theme, it's uh, sound game design, um, a sound business. So when it comes to non-intrusive monetization, we want to make sure that you know, the games are fun, but the games can definitely make money. Uh, so that's the whole ethos from the competition. And uh, the idea is it's like an extended game jam, right? So we're not, we're not looking for uh, you know really polished game, we're just looking for uh, really cool game design concepts that implement um, audio mobs uh, uh, technology, uh, non-intrusive audio ad uh, technology. And um, it ends over um, ends in the first week of November. And um, yeah, anyone can get involved by uh, just, you know, hitting up the site, uh, going to our community, and then, you know, the Game Jam is currently on. So anyone can, you know, enter, whip up a quick game, check out our technology, and then kind of um, and automatically submit it for, uh, for uh, judging.
0: Excellent. Excellent, and I recommend people going and and do that. And of course, you can use the uh, game the Game Dev London Discord to uh, find your team, uh, and build and build your game, as well as the Audio Mob Discord as well.
1: Um,
0: so, talking about Audio Mob, talking about the advertising platform, that kind of thing. Uh, I just want to talk in sort of this final section. I want to talk about uh, what does the advertising process look like uh, from a client's perspective. So, you know, a game company or a publisher or someone comes to uh, an advertising platform or to, to audio and it's like we want to make our game a financial success we want to get some advertising in what does that process look like from start to finish Where, how do people how do people find you what why do people come to you in the start place and how do you uh, how do you or whoever it is guide them through this process
1: yeah, so in terms of you know how we found in general, um, as as a founder scaling up a business, you basically try every single approach and then uh, <laughs> uh, invest in the second one that uh, works, right? So currently we have uh, one major studio signing up every ten days with north of hundred billion dollars. Wow. And That's the awesome. way that we uh, no, thank you, thank you, Jim. Mean, we since since COVID didn't didn't help with the advertising uh, side of things, but um, we d- doubled down on our tech, our PR. We bought forward our beta. you know, got the whole infrastructure set up. Uh, you know, we're doing panels and all this kind of stuff. So uh, we're kind of constantly on the scene, just spreading that this technology is available and it's it is awesome <laughs> to be honest. Like <laughs> what, what, we're, what we're seeing, uh, we've got like government case studies and stuff around what we're doing in terms of you know increased retention, again, all that kind of good stuff. And um, when a when a um, a user kind of hits our site, uh, there's a beta uh, sign up list. Uh, and then, you know, after you know, a certain amount of time, we've actually gamified the, uh, the sign-up list so they can, you know, get get in uh, quicker. Um, they're able to sign up to the platform and get access to the uh, documentation, uh, the Unity plugin. And we've got a, a game design team and one-to-one integration support. Uh, we've actually made this a Unity plugin with, uh, rather than an SDK as well. So it's literally you download the package and then you can uh, grab the panel and you can put the panel like where you want the ad to be. Then you trigger the ad to see what it looks like. So it's like a really uh, kind of easy process. Um, technically speaking, it's not, the, it's not implementing the plugin. That is the difficult part. It is the, uh, the game design element. Like where do you place the ads? What are the best practices? And that's why we have a game design team to kind of do the heavy lifting for you. Um, and on the uh, the dashboard where you you know upload your game, uh, authenticate it, uh, you can actually see all the analytics in um, terms of you know how like what what CPMs you're getting and things like that.
0: Excellent. Okay. Cool. Uh, I mean, this, this is a, it's an invite for everybody else to so sort of thinking about the game. I mean, we talked about it obviously multiple times about the game design around integrating, and I think this is the this is the point. Of obviously, we determine are around advertising, but actually, what it is is business, and so it's like games, especially on mobile games, have a value to them. Uh, and that value comes from interaction. People, people literally looking at something for a period of time and actually integrating that business side of it in the form of advertising, but also in in, in the form of um, monetizing people looking at the game and that kind of thing. It's becoming, well, I think it always has been, and people just are now realizing a key part of game of the of the game design uh, as a traditional sense when looking about on a mobile platform in a way that's just not true on uh you know console games or P- and to some extent not on pc games although it's changing that way now that thinking about how you can you utilize your platform to you know make money for your game and stuff because it's difficult as we as we all know it's difficult to sell a premium game on mobile at the best of times um mm. and making the most of the space and the attention that you've got is vitally important so actually the fact that you know while you are you are a, a provider in terms of a, a, the advertising provider, you have a games design team within your company to sort of work with people and do that kind of thing, and you're running a game jam and all that kind of stuff. Like that is that is the form of, the, of new advertising and how new advertising companies are looking at the sort of the the processes and how we can make, and how making the most of what's available. Um, so it's going to be interesting, especially with the game jam, to see the, the the kind of games that come out of it and the interesting ways in which people sort of utilize this new technology and make the most of it. Um, so I think, yes, I think that brings me on to, I guess, sort of the final question. Uh, when you, you you're obviously watching people making the games and this kind of thing now, and you've had examples in the past. Um, is there any kind of uh, place where you think these kind of ads don't work? Because obviously a lot of people are now going to be sort of be interested in making the most out of, of adverts and that kind of thing, and especially, and especially these sort of audio intrusive ads, but obviously we, you'll get some people who will sit for and think of a really unique approach and that kind of thing, but you're also gonna get people who go for scattergunning and the, problem with any kind, and the problem with any kind of adverts we talked about before, sort of the positive and the negative. Where do you mm. think these adverts, where people might go, oh yeah, I'll just chuck it in here, it'd be great, and it might not work for them?
1: Honestly, if you asked me, the first month we launched, or we just got funding, I'd be like, "Yeah, yeah, fit in everything, uh, we'll figure it out." But <laughs> but, uh, but but now we've um, we've really doubled down on our technology, so we can do something called um, analyzing audio state. Right, so we know if, a user, if the user user is uh, you know muted, if music's playing uh, like Spotify or something, yeah, we can analyze uh, every like single like audio aspect of a phone while they're playing the game. So it's why we know that over fifteen percent players actually listen to music and all this kind of stuff. Mm. And when we started um, doing earlier beach testing and really analyzing this, what we saw is that um, audio ads would, wouldn't actually work in, uh, let's say, story-driven games. So um, if you've got okay. uh, like an RPG or something, you know, your character's got a girlfriend, there's some dialogue coming in, and then, you know, an audio ad comes in after the character dies or something, it just doesn't work. <laughs> so uh, games where there's uh, like a heavy story-driven element, uh, just steer clear. Mm. And... Uh, almost ironically, uh, let's take, let's say you take a guitar hero, right? So some people are yeah. thinking, ah, oh, like, there's an audio based game and, uh, yeah, audio ads would work. And uh, the idea is like, not really, because if you've got a game that orients around the actual audio, so, you know, uh, strumming the guitar to, uh, various, um, uh, points that you have to sync with, there's no way that you're going to want to listen to an audio ad while, you know, like actually listening to music. Um, it's just like, um, um, at the, I think it's called Ammonotes game, right? Mm-hmm. Where um, you've got all you're bouncing into in, in time of various music tracks. Um, audio is actually intrusive in that uh, in that form, and um, we, we've actually built this into our messaging and um, our like game design guides as well. Because uh, the idea is like, let's take Spotify, right? If you're a free Spotify user, you're listening to an audio ad. Spotify is all about audio, but the audio ad is intrusive to the experience. So um, okay. anything that is kind of audio centric. Uh, to the uh, the user's experience, we definitely
0: wouldn't recommend um, uh, audio to that. Yeah, that's too, that runs counter in my brain. I was like, oh, you want it in, you know games where people are listening to stuff, and, and actually, no, of course you don't, because that that's if if people are already listening intently to whatever the game is, that is the exact place where putting something that's completely coming out of nowhere is going to be intrusive. Um, so, really thinking about places where. Audio is already non-intrusive, where it's, you know, it's ambient. It it adds to the experience already in places where there and therefore this could, you know, the adverts can fall inside. is actually going to be key. Um, So it's going to be interesting to see how people, you know, people over the course of the Game Jam come up with with solutions to that kind of uh, thought problem, as it were. Excellent. Well, I think that concludes another episode of the Game Dev London podcast. Uh, I have been your host, Adam Boyne, and you can find me online at at AdamB1234. Christian, how can people find out more about you and about AudioMob? So
1: yeah, they can uh hit us up on our website, um audiomob.io or audiomob under slash hq is our uh, is our Twitter page. Uh yeah, completely open, whether it's just you know to get educated on what's going on in the space or if you want to try our technology, uh yeah, just feel free to reach out directly.
0: Fantastic. Excellent. Well I hope everyone goes to do that uh obviously everyone who is listening, thank you for listening everyone and uh, you can f- if you want to find out more about game dev london you can come to find us at gamedev.london you can join our discord you can find out more news you can find updates you can uh, keep an eye out for the next episodes uh and we may even do something around the uh at the end of the audio mob uh game jam just because i want to see what how all these different games work and how they've implemented things um but yeah in the meantime uh thank you for joining us and we'll see you here same time next week for another episode of the game dev london podcast bye Thanks for having me, bye.